We will, we will mock you. With a 14-team mock draft coming at you from the Fantasy Whisper. Yes, we're back again. We're back again. Hey, let's pump up the volume. Right here. Fantasy Whispers here today doing another 14-team mock draft. We've got a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a defense, and a kicker. Be sure to follow us on all the major platforms. Just go to Google, type in the Fantasy Whispers, and whatever social media platform you're looking for will pop up number one or number two. It's that easy. Not number two for long. Soon we'll be the only ones you see. We'll be one through ten. Yeah, it'll just be repeats. of. <laughs> we'll make a bunch of burner accounts. Burner accounts. I like that one. So, Austin, where you got us drafting? Yeah. We're going to be drafting at 2 and 13. Johnny's at 2. Big Travi at 13. Oh, interesting here. All right. So, let's get into this, boys. I've been looking forward to this all week. I love me some mocking. All right. Let's do this. Fire it up. All right, we're going to go ahead and start this mock draft here on Sleeper. First one off the board, Saquon Barkley. Johnny, it's you at number two. What's going through your mind right now? Um, my favorite player is still available right now on the board, and uh, I was hoping he, he didn't go me. number one, and he didn't. And even though the suspension is possible for Ezekiel Elliott getting two yeah, maybe two games. Uh, I still feel confident with Ezekiel Elliott and that offense, so I will take Ezekiel Elliott. While the computer's taking those next picks, I kind of want to ask you, why are you taking Ezekiel Elliott over some of these other guys near the top, such as Christian McCaffrey, Kamara, uh, maybe even David Johnson? Why is Ezekiel Elliott standing out so strong to you? Um, I, I think, you know, David Johnson at two... I feel like there's no wiggle room there. I do like him a lot this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he landed number one. But for me, Ezekiel Elliott represents the safest floor of any guys, and I just I have to hit on this pick. And I think what we've seen from Ezekiel Elliott and you know this offensive line is going to get healthy. Dak's emerging; uh, he's getting mm -hmm. better each year. And now that they have Amari Cooper, they can't teams can't really stack the box. So I think his touchdowns will go up from last year. And you know Alvin Kamara. I like him as well, but again, uh, there's like a cap on how many carries he's going to get. Ezekiel Elliott sure. is the guy. He's the bell cow. So again, I'm trying to get I'm, – I have to nail this pick with the number two overall pick. I got to nail it. And for so me, it sounds it's like the safest. It's the safest, but has very tremendous upside And that I right. do think that Ezekiel Elliott can finish number one overall. So it's not a knock on those other guys. It's just that Ezekiel Elliott has so much to offer. Safe pick, high floor. Yeah, and you look ceiling. at you look at standard leagues. Like Zeke is that number one guy for me because he had forty carries more than second place last year. Got it. Those are two monster games as a as a workhorse back over your competition. So. Awesome. So number two <clears throat> off the board then Ezekiel Elliott. Fire him up. Lock and, uh, it in. We're seeing a lot of those other guys too coming off. You know those Alvin Kamara's, Christian McCaffrey's, David Johnson's. What a top level elite running back can do to anchor your team it's such yeah. a hard position to find so you're gonna see a lot of those ones going off there early the surprise could be here that Devonte adams at 1.4 that's an interesting one in a standard league to take Devonte adams so early anything with the three wide receivers potentially playing in with that one yeah could be could on be. that one so the other the other players in taking off the board uh Devontae adams at four alvin kamar went at three 
Um, after Devontae Adams, we saw Melvin Gordon, Christian McCaffrey, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon, second receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, finally David Johnson, Julio Jones, and Big Travi now uh, making that 13th pick. What's going through your mind here? Well, I'm going to try a little strategy here of going upside down. I'm going to go zero running back, even Ooh. in a 14 team league. And I'm just going to try and test the waters and see how my team will end up. Little experiment. And when you say zero running back for the listeners out there, what does that mean? It means typically you're going to go running back early in your first three rounds. That's probably. What I'm about. Yeah. So in, instead, I'm going to flip that upside down and I'm not going to take a running back at least for the first two rounds mm -hmm. and then see how my team shakes up. And the idea here is to land two top level talents at the positions that are going to give you huge positional advantages in your mind. Uh -huh. So I'm going to take OBJ with my first pick. Uh, let the turn come around and see what I can get with the second. All right. We'll see who comes back around on that one. Uh, who would you be thinking would be an ideal guy to pair up? So I am and he's here. So I'm going to take Travis Kelsey here. Ooh, Travis Kelsey. So the idea here is I'm hoping OBJ becomes the number one wide receiver in fantasy this year. Yep. I'm also hoping that Travis Kelsey establishes himself even above the top three at the position. And then by doing this, I get that positional advantage uh, every week, hopefully at those two spots and then patchwork the rest. Two elites there at the tight end and wide receiver position with your first two picks are Big Travi. Following the Travis Kelsey pick, we saw James Conner, Nick Chubb, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Leonard Fournette, Juju Smith-Schuster, Damian Williams, quarterback Patrick Mahomes off the board, Derek Henry, and now back to Johnny. Second round, uh, who you got? So I took Ezekiel Elliott in the first round, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm liking the running back depth that I'm seeing here. We got Marlon Mack, Devonta Freeman, uh, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs. I would be able to land at least one of those guys if I wanted. So I don't necessarily want to take one of those guys. Looking at what my uh, with the turn coming right back around, uh, I it is a three wide receiver you know mock draft that we're doing. So I feel like it's important to grab at least. Um, a solid wide receiver here. And when I'm looking at the top, Adam Thielen, I'm down on Adam Thielen this year. So I'm not going to be taking Adam Thielen, but AJ Green is here. And we've talked about him in many, many mocks. And to me, I still think that he is being undervalued. Um, and so with it being that he is AJ a clear Green. cut, I'm going to take AJ Green. The thing I always ask about AJ Green, is there a world where he is healthy all season and not in the top 10? <clears throat> I don't see I just, it there. I just don't see it. After AJ Green, Devontae Freeman and Marlon Mack with the number one picks back to back. Going now to the second pick of the third round, Johnny Game Time Hicks. You're back up here pairing someone with Ezekiel Elliott and AJ Green. Who are you thinking? All right. Uh, originally, I was thinking I was going to grab my second running back here, but it just so happened the guy after me who was drafting in the one spot went uh, running back heavy. And so that left Keenan Allen, who we also have as a top 10 wide receiver. Uh, there's a lot of volume in that offense. So I'm going to pair A.J. Green with Keenan Allen. I love his floor. Uh, he's always been a very solid wide receiver. So I will slot him into my second wide receiver spot. Yeah, maybe not the shiniest in A.J. Keenan Allen, but about as solid onto there as you can get in the second and third round selections. Following up from Keenan Allen, we saw Josh Jacobs go, Carrion Johnson, Aaron Jones, Sony Michelle, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Adam Thielen, Mark Ingram, Amari Cooper, Julian Edelman, which sets up big Travi now for his third round pick, pairing someone with Travis Kelsey and Odell Beckham. Yeah, I'm going to continue with the zero running back strategy. I'm yes. going to keep going here, and I'm going to draft Andrew Luck. 
as my quarterback. Jumping right in there, how confident are you of Andrew? Two other exciting guys we saw still on the board with Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. <clears throat> I'm a little more confident in the continuity of the Colts offense than I am Packers, just mm -hmm. because they have the new head coach coming in. Not saying that I don't think, you know, listen, I'm a Packers fan. I love Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm very hopeful this year. Uh, but if you're putting up the two against each other, I think Luck has less of a story that he could fall off than than uh, Aaron Rodgers does, just based on unproven talent over there with uh, with Green Bay, ex, you know, minus uh, Devontae Adams. Fair enough. Say. We saw them the back-to-back -back picks going at the turn. Philip Lindsay and Chris Carson setting Big Travi up now for his fourth-round pick. I'm going to take David Montgomery here uh, with my first running back. Going to rely on David Montgomery, a rookie. A mm -hmm. um, lot of risk, obviously, in this pick with uh, rookies, but we know what the Bears have done with draft capital to get David Montgomery. They have been nothing but gushing about his receiving ability in the offseason. I think that this is exactly what they want is a guy that makes their offense versatile, and he's set up for a lot of touches. I mean, last year, Jordan Howard got 180 rushes in that offense, uh, touches in that offense. That's a lot for a guy who couldn't catch. So imagine getting a back in there that can you know catch the football. Really high upside. The floor is low, as it could be as you're working in – not a bell cow situation and you're a new back, but that's what the kind of stabs you're going to be taking when you're going no running back and you're right. getting your first one in the fourth. A guy who could have top tier value Correct. near that at Correct. least, and you're yep. getting him in the fourth. So that's where that risk right. makes it come in there. Yep. Cool. I like <clears> it. So following up there, we saw Stefan Diggs go, Kenny Galladay, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Rodgers, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams, Robert Woods, Tariq Cohen, setting you up game time. What are you thinking now with your fourth rounder? So I wanted to touch on something before because of Travis's pick. I wanted to mention this. I, and this is fun. This is why we like to mock. We like to see the draft stock of certain players and where they've been going from the beginning of the summer all the way up to leading up to your actual draft. And it really shows, you know, what people are thinking in the fantasy community and what I find interesting is David Montgomery, just uh, even a month ago, when we first started doing these draft videos, was an eighth-round pick. And mm -hmm. now we're seeing that Travis took David Montgomery over Tyreek Cohen, uh, which is very interesting because everything that we've heard to this point has been Cohen is the guy. They want to extend Cohen. Uh, they want to give him another contract. They love what he can do. And, you know, Cohen's the guy as they want him to be like their main guy. Anyways, Cohen's not on the board, but you are. So you can't take Tariq Cohen. No, Who no, do you no, want to take? <laughs> but that's not my point is, is that it's a it's a huge gamble. Right. Um, taking Ty, uh, David Montgomery over Tyreek Cohen at this point. And it just uh, shows that okay. a gamble that Travi wants. But you're yeah. saying that ADP moves up and down. And the guy you're about to take holding us in suspense has moved up and down. Is that what you're um saying there not necessarily i'm i'm just saying <laughs> i'm saying that that's an interesting backfield to watch because it the adp has risen so much to where tyree cohen has always been going in the fourth round of all mock drafts and now we're seeing that david montgomery is now surplanting him as well in the fourth round so it's just interesting and keep that in mind moving forward but with that being said, I'm going to take a guy that I am very high on. He is going to slot in. And right now, he doesn't have that lead role. But the upside is definitely there on a team that is going to run the ball. And that is Rashad Penny. I am very excited about Rashad Penny this year and what he can bring to this offense of Seattle, who we know is going to run the ball quite it, Interesting comments. Interesting pick there with Rashad Penny when you were just talking know, about the backfield. Thinking. Do you feel like you just got the the 
the greater or lesser of the committee in Seattle as Chris Carson was already taken. I, I Chris Carson, that that was if Chris Carson, it would be I don't compare what I did to Travis, because if Chris Carson were here, I would take Chris Carson right now over Rashad Penny. But OK, the difference is, is that Rashad Penny, uh, Travis, and I keep pointing this out on multiple shows that Travis alluded to uh, the second running back for Seattle had. 180 touches last year and so for if you're going to tell me that Rashad Penny should in theory because there's nothing else saying that he shouldn't get those he could get more than that uh, because Chris Carson has never held up in his entire career Uh, Mm -hmm. Rashad Penny should get at least 180 touches and be a very nice uh, running back two for you this next show his 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 hot spots are looked really good he could definitely carry the load over there in Seattle whoever does is usually a productive running back I'm really excited to see what's actually going to shake out this year. It's usually a surprise. Um, But maybe you got some real value there. That could be exciting. We saw Lamar Miller go, followed by Eric Ebron. And then you just took Daryl Henderson. Tell us about that one, Johnny. Uh, The fantasy community is very, very high on Daryl Henderson. Uh, We've heard all of the rumors and all the speculation about Todd Gurley and that uh, arthritis in that knee. And for me, Daryl Henderson presents uh, an RB1 value depending on what they do with Todd Gurley. We already know that they are for sure going to limit his touches. So Daryl Henderson has value right at this moment, and his upside is an RB1, and I'm grabbing that in the fifth round. But like, Let me ask you this. Does, does Malcolm Brown over there concern you as, as well? Um, no, because he's not the type of running back that he is a more thumper running back where Daryl Henderson has that home run ability. He is a Todd Gurley-esque running gotcha. back. So that's why I like Daryl Henderson over Brown. We know that the lead running back in the Los Angeles Rams and Sean McVay's system is a great piece to have. Mm-hmm. So the pieces then following from there was Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, OJ Howard, Darius Geis, Sammy Watkins, Calvin Ridley, Deshaun Watson, Tyler Lockett, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield. Setting up your pick, Big Travi. Tell us who you went with and why. Yeah, so I went with Tevin Coleman. Uh, obviously, um, Everybody loved the San Francisco 49ers last year. They were last offseason's darling. They wanted that offense to be something. Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, a slew of injuries knocked that offense off. Kyle Shanahan, we know what he can do with running backs. He typically gets them in the top 15. And then he just went and signed Tevin Coleman here, who is a guy he's worked with before and has had success with before. Do I understand that there's many running backs in San Francisco? Yes. Obviously, I went zero running back. I got to put a uh, you know a couple stakes in guys down here. I like Tevin Coleman compared to some of these other guys down here, and I want to get wide receiver again after going back to back running back because we have three uh, wide receivers on these rosters, starting wide receivers on the roster. So I'm going to go ahead and get Alshon Jeffrey here. I'm a big uh, Alshon fan. I just think that the I think the Eagles are going to be a nice bounce back offense this year. Carson Wentz fully healthy. That line is excellent. They've got other weapons around him. Jeffrey should have some uh, some really good touchdown upside with the Eagles this year. Nice upside pick there in Travis, the sixth are round. You, are you are you nervous for all the hype and the noise from uh, JJ Whiteside or say your Whiteside coming? No, you know my stance on rookie wide receivers. Unless they're a phenom, um, they really don't make that huge of an impact. And I don't see JJ Arcega Whiteside cutting into Alshon Jeffrey's you know established rapport with Carson Wentz. So. After the Alshon Jeffrey pick, we saw off board go Jordan Howard, Tyler Boyd, Evan Ingram, James White, Russell Wilson, Robbie Anderson, Kareem Hunt, Carson Wentz, Miles Sander, Drew Brees. Sixth round pick for Johnny. 
Tell us what you're thinking about. So I am so jacked right now, like even more jacked than being on <laughs> do because I had planned and hoped that this player would follow me a few rounds. I knew I wanted to go back-to-back running backs in the fourth and the fifth, and I was hoping that this guy would be there and he would fall to me in order to complete my wide receiver trio. And, boys, Will Fuller is still on the board, and I am telling people I'm planting my flag right now in Will Fuller. This guy is a wide receiver one upside, and I know it sounds crazy, but if you look at his game-to-game stats – He has finished multiple times in the top 10 at the position at a week during the week. Um, And do you know what he hasn't finished multiple times season? And I understand that. But if, if you, I never like to predict injuries. I never like to say uh, and count on injuries in order to make my fantasy value. And so Will Fuller is a guy when he plays, I know what he's going to return to me. And that is an upside of a wide receiver one and uh, an average of a wide receiver, too. And I'm getting him in the sixth round in a 14-team mock draft, and I love it. Risk built in, but a very high upside pick there with Will Fuller in the sixth. Off the board then in the turn, Doug Baldwin, Christian Kirk. Setting you back up now for your seventh-round pick. Tell us what you're thinking. Uh, I was really, really hoping that um, that Christian Kirk was going to be available for me in the seventh, but that would have been too, too much Wonderful goody goodies on my team. Uh, so it just it just weirder. These are the wide receivers that I love. Weird goodies now that you fought me years over. Now you love them. I've I've always liked. Will my Ford. inception is working. <laughs> That's the next level kind of stuff. Right there. There's <laughs> levels to this. And- <laughs> right, let's see here. So right now, looking at Johnny's team, you've got you've got. Uh, strong wide receiver core in A.J. Green, Keenan Allen. Running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, Rashad Penny, Daryl Henderson. Will Fuller there is your third. You got to make a play other than Christian Kirk. He would have been nice. There's upside there. Yeah, but Not definitely. for your team. <laughs> <laughs> so who's it going to be? You got a clock ticking. You got, play- you got a roster to assemble. What's going through your mind right now? Um, I'm very high on Allen Robinson this yeah. year. Um, the stats don't necessarily back that up, but it's just a gut feeling that I have, uh, that nobody can be right. And, uh, but the other guy that I'm kind of looking and I can say this now because I know there's no way he's going to even make it back to me if I don't draft him here. Uh, but a guy that I'm really, I would normally keep an eye on here is Royce Freeman. Um, I like, I liked him a lot last year. Um, unfortunately the coaching staff didn't agree with me, uh, but that's why they got fired. So, um, this year he should get that opportunity. I do like Royce Freeman a lot, but considering that this is a three wide receiver set up that we're doing in this mock draft, I'm going to go ahead and, and, uh, draft Allen Robinson here, uh, in the Allen seventh, Robinson. yeah, Allen Robinson in the, um, seventh round. I really like the logic behind the Allen Robinson pick over there. We all know what he was capable of that year in Jacksonville. Got a great, uh, a lot of reasons to support that. We'll see if it comes together this season. I'm optimistic. I like the pick. After off there at the board, we saw go Jared Cook, David Njoku, Sterling Shepard, Vance McDonald, Royce Freeman, speak of the devil, Chicago Bears defense, Dante Pettis, Latavius Murray, Nikhil Harry, LaShawn McCoy, setting up Travis now for his seventh Yeah, things are looking a little thin in this 14 team. Uh, 
league now, so things are getting a little uh, dicey for me. Um, thought I wanted to go running back here, but not really in love with these guys, so I might flip and go wide receiver. What are some of the names you were hoping to see? Well, honestly, he talked about Royce Freeman. Johnny did. I was hoping Royce Freeman would fall just a few spots. You know, he was like six spots ahead of me here, so that would have been nice. Royce Freeman is a guy that I think could end up a running back one easily in that Denver offense, but obviously he's not available. Let's not cry over spilt milk here. Uh, I think I'm going to go with a starting back, at least for now, and Peyton Barber. It just feels so gross. Uh, so we'll draft him. <laughs> I think in the in the Arians offense, he could see increased running lanes. Uh, they could even get him worked into the passing game a little more than he's ever been in his career, so that could be uh, intriguing. The risk is built in there. At that yeah, pick. and I'm going to just kind of double down on this uh, backfield on a running back, like a stable running back, and that's Adrian Peterson. With Darius Geis' situation, they obviously signed AP because they knew Geis is kind of nursing back from a knee, and it doesn't matter if, uh, you know, Adrian Peterson's hurt. Last year, he had a shoulder pop in and out, and he didn't care. He kept still limping down the field for 100 yards a game, so for me, um, all with what's going on in Washington, I like AP. Adrian so. Peterson's going to be inside of a coffin getting rolled down uh, near the goal line. Those those yards still count. They still count. Yeah. We'll see him there in uh, 40 years. Off the board then, Jared Goff, DK Metcalf, Cam Newton, Tom Brady, Jarek McKinnon, Marvin Jones, Courtney Sutton, Geronimo Allison, Jackson J- Jill Jaguars. <laughs> the Jack and Jill Jaguars. The Jack and Jill Jaguars. <laughs> Manuel up Johnny here for his eighth round pick. All right. I am going to go ahead and... I like the upside plays that my my team is is presenting right now. I'm I'm liking how this is coming together, and so I'm just going to add on to that. And I'm going to draft Kyler Murray here. Uh, probably, you know, I've I put predictable. on predictable. It feels good, huh? It <laughs> yeah. feels good. Don't lie. It feels so good when you get to grab those guys who you wanted, and there is a upside reason yep. justifying why this isn't a bad take. It, you could drop him, but this is awesome. You yeah. got to love this one there in the eighth round, what that brings. Especially it, when we saw Jameis Winston yep. go off the board just two picks later. And it's like, you really want to have Jameis Winston over Kyler Murray? I don't think so. So who are you going to pair up there with Kyler Murray now that, now that you're back on the clock with the ninth round pick? So this guy is also a guy that I think that players are a little bit nervous and rightfully so he burned him quite heavily last year people Um, taking Zantac now because of it but what we know is that uh Bruce Arians like Travis alluded to just a little bit ago uh whatever running back is the guy is most likely an RB2 at least and has that RB1 upside and for me I am heavy on Ronald Jones this year so I will take Ronald Jones and also play a little bit of defense here on Travis, so that way he can't lock that backfield up and get, for sure, an RB. Oh, I did lock the backfield up by drafting Peyton Barber. Ooh, yeah, so I, mean, I don't I don't need Ronald year? Jones. What did Ronald Jones do? Drop a lot of balls. What so. did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do last year? <laughs> exactly. They didn't run the ball. Off, after that, after yeah. that Rolo pick, Larry Fitzgerald, the perennial one, followed by Carlos Hyde, Jalen Samuel, Ben Ross's Los Angeles Rams defense, James Washington, Trey Burt, Devin Funches, Dante Foreman, Ito Smith, setting up Travis for his 19th, ninth round pick. <laughs> My 19th, ninth round pick. We're going real deep on this one. <laughs> There's a lot of ninth round picks. I know. A lot of them. 
Uh, I'm actually going to take a, a breakout candidate guy here in Curtis Samuel, mm. Carolina Panthers. I know that DJ Moore is slated to probably break out as well. So it's kind of going to be this battle who will be Carolina's number one wide receiver. But I love what Colonel Curtis Samuel brings to this offense. And he's only a couple years removed from being a top draft pick himself. Yeah. Um, so I, I like him to be a little bit further along than DJ Moore in that progression. Um, and I really love what North Turner's done with Carolina. And nothing's There's for a certain lot of motion. There. Yeah. Pick, especially um, taking those lower one guys. So after they're just on Jackson and Austin Eckler were taken, you got your 10th round pick now. Yeah. So I'm going to turn around and kind of maybe kind of take a shot at uh, some upside here in the running back department. Um, we see you guys actually, on the board. Devin Lewis. I'm going to take Mike Davis and lock up Chicago here. Um, I, I need running back uh, help. Uh, somebody's got to be the goal line back, and it won't be Tariq Cohen. It'll either be David Montgomery or Mike Davis. So I'm going to take uh, those two and lock up the goal line back, Chicago. Not a bad 10th round pick. After that, we saw the Los Angeles Chargers defense, followed by Dede Westbrook, Golden Tate, TJ Hawkinson, Delaney Walker, Anthony Miller, Rob Gronkowski. Maybe is he coming back? Maybe. Baltimore Ravens defense, Josh Allen, Kiki Kute, setting up Johnny for his 10th round pick. What's going through your mind right now? Who are you pairing up with Ronald Jones? <laughs> so at this point, yeah, you're looking at a lot of, you know, essentially just dart throws. This is, you know, getting d- deep down in here. But a lot of a lot of rumors has sur- have surfaced this past week about what's going on there in um, in Green Bay. And mm. what do we see? It we see Marquez Val- Valdez Scantling is the system is for him. Yeah, they're they're saying that he is going to be the wide receiver two there in Green Bay, and we know what Aaron Rodgers can do to a wide receiver two uh, of his, and he can make him fantasy relevant. Uh, we've seen it many times with Cobb. We saw. We thought we were gonna. I mean, for a stretch, we saw it for with Geronimo Allison last. I year. mean, we've seen it as the third wide receiver. Aaron yeah. Rodgers was rolling. Backs who can produce three effective wide receivers for your fantasy team. Years past, we saw James Jones, who was behind Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson, pull 15 touchdowns in. This is the kind of things you can expect from a high-powered quarterback. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers is one who can produce those kinds of things. So I like that one, Johnny. That's a cool one there. Uh, after those, Jimmy Garoppolo and Jay Ajay was taken, setting up for 11th round pick. So let us into the inner machinations of your mind. So this this open your mind. Sometimes you you need to look at just other teams and just get a little bit excited about your team uh, in drafts. And when I see the person that is drafting from the one spot, it makes me extra excited that I took Kyler Murray where I did because yeah. you see him also double down with Jimmy Garoppolo, and that just shows how much sort of little faith he has in Jameis Winston. So I, I'm excited that. I was able to kind of steal one from the computer per se, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the board here and I could wait a little bit longer, but there's really no need when I'm looking at, you know, a lot of these guys. <laughs> um, sure. You know, there are there are a couple of running backs that I could take a stab at. Naheem Hines. Which ones are you thinking about? Which Neam Hines? Yeah, for Naheem sure. Hines is, is a nice uh, little piece here that, you know, it wouldn't be too bad. Um, another one is Kalen Balage. I could take the stab right there. Uh, Devin, uh, Devin Singletary, a lot of people are, are also high on uh, to make an impact there in Buffalo. But um, I'm going to go ahead and grab this guy just for my own comfort. 
And I can definitely say without uncertainty here that uh, there is a tight end on the board and I'm the last person to grab a tight end, but he will be at least a top 10 tight end. And that is going to be uh, tight end Jack Doyle. Doyle Mm. rules. And we've seen this before. I understand that Eric Ebron is there and he's the touchdown guy. But Jack Doyle is the, you know, the between the 20 yard line guy. We've also seen Andrew Luck produce two top uh, tight ends at the position. Um, So we have. And traditionally, he's been his number one. Eric Ebron came on the scene last year, scored a lot of touchdowns. But we'll see what happens that second year over in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, Exciting pick there with your 11th rounder. After that, we saw go the Minnesota Vikings defense, Paris Campbell, Kirk Cousins, Devin Singletary, Greg Zerline, Sebastian Janikowski, run of the kickers, Matt Breda, Lamar Jackson, Cleveland Browns defense, Chris Thompson. And now we got Travis with your 11th round pick. Yeah. What kind of guys are you going to pair up here with Mike Davis? Well, I got to keep adding to my really crappy roster already. <laughs> so uh, Just keep adding it on the yeah. pressure from it's all like the event- crap. It's like eventually. At the bottom. Yes. Well, eventually and one of these busters will show himself true <laughs> as, a, as a good player here, I hope. I mean, there's no reason why they have to, but it feels really yeah, good to say exactly. that. Yeah, uh, exactly. Say it. Say it with your chest. I'm going tra- <laughs> to draft Marquise Brown here. Uh, I know the concern in Baltimore, I've, I've, I've stated this before, I know the concern in Baltimore is they're not going to throw a ton, but he has a real <laughs> legitimate shot at dominating the targets that do happen. Um, so I really, and plus he, he is a speed demon. He is going to be a they little... They poor. Yeah. If, Lamar Jackson and him like I up. think you get, you get Marquise Brown in space, they could do some dangerous things. So if they get some, you know, the passes that, that Lamar can make, you know, over the middle short, I think they could get some really good stuff Marquis Brown yeah. and if he the, dominates targets that could be fun the other and thing, then I'm going to turn around well go the other thing that I want to just mention real quick on the Marquis Brown thing is they're already talking about using him in different ways so it's not just going to be it's not just going to have to be Lamar Jackson throwing him the ball they're going to re- use him on sweeps because he's so fast they're going to use him on screen plays uh, so Marquis Brown could have a, a lot more value than people tend to think uh, just yeah, one of those players who just be- Based on his play type, we could see a lot of different things from him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if they get him into the actual packages, wide receiver packages as well. Dak Prescott and Dallas Cowboys defense went after that, though. And who'd you take in? The- so I took Dante Moncrief, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, listen, 160-plus targets leaving from Antonio Brown. That's 12, uh, or I'm sorry, 15 touchdowns that left from mm-hmm. Antonio Brown. Uh, there's a lot of work to be had in the Pittsburgh offense. Not saying it's going to be Dante Moncrief, but in the 12th round, a guy who has had touchdown upside before with Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. I like Dante Moncrief, a, a good bet to maybe emerge as the as a weapon in Pittsburgh. There's no guarantee they are going his way, but they could. Yeah. There's a real chance that they could yeah. over there. They haven't been just good at drafting wide receivers. They're good at bringing wide receivers in or letting wide receivers go. They've been very good at their uh, evaluation of wide receivers. On also. Most definitely. And so then after that pick of Dante Moncrief, Big Travi in the 12th, we saw Dion Lewis come off the board, followed by Austin, Safarian Jenkins, Justin Tucker. My intentional slow speaking of this to allow the computer to catch up has run out. And we are here now just in time for the filibuster to end. Austin <laughs> Hooper off the board, Denver Broncos, the Justice Hill, Kyle Rudolph, Greg Olson. Back to Johnny now, 12th round pick. Who's going after Jack Doyle? So I talked about him last round uh, when I 
selected Jack Doyle, and I kind of, you know, again, I got a nice little fantasy wish comes true. And I'm going to go ahead and grab Kalen Balage here. Uh, just give another dart throw at the running back position. Um, I like what I saw at the end of last season. Uh, I do running like... back for the Miami Dolphins. We saw, I heard you two talk a lot. I've heard some interesting conversations between Travis and Johnny talking about the Miami backfield and why Kalen Balage really could be a sneaky grab over there. You still standing behind that here now? Yeah, I'd like to see it play out a little more. I, what I've read out of you know Miami is Kalen Balage isn't going to just give the backfield to Kenyon Drake because yeah. he's been there longer, you know. So let's see what they do. Uh, we know that Flores comes from the Patriot tree. We know they'll want to use multiple backs. For me, I feel like Kenyon Drake could end up more of the receiving back. That's how Gase always used him. So yeah. not saying Gase is the most brilliant man, but maybe that's the way that Kenyon Drake fits in an offense, whereas Kalen Balaj is a bigger body. He was a converted wide receiver, so there is that portion of it, but he could maybe be the more versatile of the two. I like those points there, especially Johnny grabbing one of those guys in the 12th round. That's where you like to see those flyers taken. After that, the Houston Texan defense was taken. Then some pick by the computer that I can't see here. That's setting Rob up Johnny. Kelly. That Rob round. Kelly. That Rob Kelly off yeah. the board. Johnny, who do you want to put next to Kalen Bush? So... I'm going to go here, and this is a guy that I, I continue to see tremendous upside from. I've grabbed him in many mock drafts because I like his upside, and that is John Brown. Again, John Brown he is. I don't know how wide he receiver, keeps going. Wide receiver so, for the Bills. I, I don't know how he keeps going so late in drafts, considering the cannon for an arm that we know that. Josh Allen has and we know that John Brown is speedy and that was the one thing that made him so fantasy relevant in Arizona was that he would just go deep and catch bombs so speedy receiver paired up with a big arm quarterback that sounds like a tempting combination for excited so we saw then after that go Mitch Trubisky Harrison Butker Alexander Madison Sam Bradford bless his soul Nelson Aguilar Ted Ginn Malcolm Brown Gus Edwards Matt Stafford TJ Yeldon Two guys I want to talk about that went that I was kind of targeting in this round. Uh, Malcolm Brown, who has, you know, an outside shot to be the running back to fill in for the Rams. And, you know, I uh, I know everybody's on the Daryl Henderson train. Johnny drafted him there. But Malcolm Brown is a guy they made sure they kept. Um, so that's an interesting notion. That was and then Alexander the Madison. Uh, yeah, uh, but still. Uh, Alexander Madison uh, is a guy from Minnesota. You know, Dalvin Cook has not finished a year yet. Um, so he's an interesting guy. He's the only guy, you know, left in the running back room. So we know Minnesota will ball. He's a good guy to bet that uh, a good handcuff to stash, Points. in my opinion. Uh, I am going to take a look at who's left here. Uh, and I'm going to look for like an upside pick at running back before I go maybe kicker defense and upside pick. We're seeing a lot of handcuffs over yeah. here. Jamal Williams, CJ Anderson, or Kel Amstead, Giovanni Bernard. Any of these names standing out to you? Um, not a ton. Duke uh, Johnson, Rex Burkhead, Alex Collins. I think I'm going to run with Damian Harris here. Patriots. Um, Bilatrix. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, you know, there's always that. But they, they drafted some decent capital third round on Damian Harris. Yep. Uh, and Sony Michelle's got another knee scope this offseason. Uh, so you're worried about maybe Sony Michelle's. Uh, health there being a, a situation. So let's just see how Damian Harris plays. I want a piece of that New England pie no regardless. Taking a stab over there in the 13th round. Exactly, exactly. Draft to obtain. And we do have the concerns. Yeah. Michelle. Who else is going to remain back over there? Sony Michelle does have lingering issues. 
And I'm going to skip. Um, I am going to skip defense and draft Naheem Hines as well mm-hmm. as a guy that gets worked into that offense. Um, could be a nice uh, bye week filler for here and there. If anything happened ahead of him to Mac, we saw the volume they gave Naheem Hines when Mac was out. Uh, it was real. Um, so be nice to play parallel with Andrew Luck. Yeah, skip defense. I'll drop. I'll end up dropping Hines anyways for a defense for week one. And but... if you're not dropping him, you're excited about <laughs> yeah. the reasons why. <laughs> exactly. Off the board then, Kai Fairbairn, Will Lutz, New York Jets defense, the Green Bay Packers defense, Quincy Anunua, Darius Thomas, so Stephen <laughs> <laughs> I just miss him so much. Janikowski, <laughs> he's no longer, but yeah. he's still, and apparently still on my mind. Steven Gostkowski, followed by Jake Elliott, CJ Anderson, Kai Forbath. Johnny, you got your 14th round pick here. Two more left. Who's your thinking about taking? Looking at, um, I'm trying to decide if I want to draft a defense or not right now. And you always can draft a defense. You can pick one up afterwards if you don't get one of those elite defense. But there is still a pick available on the board, a player who can bring real value. I would encourage a lot of people to consider doing yeah. exactly that pass on a D or a kicker. Or uh, yeah, I, I definitely, there are, there are a couple of guys here on the, uh, in the running back spot that could hold value. And more specifically, it, well, Giovanni Bernard would be a backup and I expect Joe Mixon to get the majority of those carries. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass on Giovanni, but I, he was in mm-hmm. the back of my mind. But the other guy that I, I like here is actually Duke Johnson. And I'm going to go ahead and take Duke Johnson. We know that uh, the Browns have said they want to use him. And we know this offense is going to be explosive. We know that he is talented. And if you know if it does happen where they trade Duke Johnson, who knows where he could land? He could potentially become the number one running back there or um, have a more solid role as an RB2. Chances are I'll probably drop him. I would drop him for a kicker um, or a defense, whatever I punt here. No pun intended. Uh, there, but... is some ex- there is excitement to be had with selecting Johnson at the 14th. Yes. And you're not upset then if you're letting him go either. So Correct. Cool. So with your last pick now, we saw Deshaun Hamilton and Robbie Gould go the two picks before. Now it's your last pick. You, you don't have a kicker. You don't have a defense. Are you even thinking about taking one of those guys, or are you still just looking for value? Um, I'm going to go ahead and draft, um, one, I'm going to draft a kicker here just because the, on the defensive side, uh, I really like, uh, Travis's uh, whole take on doing a week to week streamer for defense. And so I would look, uh, and the way he does that is he, he bases it off of, uh, Vegas and the over under totals and things like that. So I would wait until, you know, those came out. Uh, right before week one and kind of try to nab whatever defense has mm. the lowest uh, projected point total there. Uh, yeah. But kickers are a little bit different. Um, they're more hit or miss per se. And so I'm just going to go ahead and grab a guy that um, I actually like. And that's Brett. I don't even know his last. I can't even. Mauer. That's how much you like him. Brett, yeah. I don't even know. All I know is that all I know is that Dallas uh, definitely kicks a lot of field goals. He was a good kicker last year, and uh, so I'll I'll go ahead and take him. I felt like he was one of the best kickers on the board. All right, so we saw Johnny's last pick with Brett. I don't know his last name. Mar followed by Hakeem (laughs) Butler, Giovanni Bernard, George Reed, Brandon Marshall, 
Derek Carr, Jamal Williams, Aldrick Rosas, Noah Faint, Chris Henderson, Herndon. Man, these white letters. <laughs> Jimmy Graham setting up your last pick. Travis, who are you going in the 15th? Oh, we're going to get a kicker, I suppose, here. And I'll take Giorgio Tavecchio of the Atlanta Falcons. I, I see them scoring a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, so that one makes sense to me. Get a kicker on a good offense, usually. Atlanta's kicker is usually pretty good. Yep. yep. And then we finally saw Mark Andrews off the Mr. Ooh. Irrelevance. All right. Congratulations on another mock draft done. Johnny and Travis are now going to run down their teams, give us a little summary of how they think that they did, why they did what they did. Um, and then after they've given their summaries, I'm going to go ahead and give a light commentary and select who I think drafted the better team. Go for it, Johnny. You start us off. You drafted first. You give us your breakdown first. All right. So I got the two spot. I uh, took Ezekiel Elliott. I would have taken either Saquon or Zeke, whichever one would have fallen to me there. Uh, it was fortunately for me, Zeke, who I have as my number one running back. And then I wanted to get some wide receivers because this is a three start. You start three wide receivers. So mm -hmm. AJ Green, Keenan Allen, two guys that have a very high upside, but also mm -hmm. a pretty safe floor. And they're both um, right around you know our top 10 at the position. So I felt pretty confident in grabbing those guys. Uh, Rashad Penny and Daryl Henderson, I went with my fourth and fifth pick. I knew I wanted to get a couple of running backs because it started to get really, really thin there. Um, so those are both guys that, and Rashad Penny, I like uh, what he has to offer this season. And Daryl Henderson, uh, he was electrifying in college, and that's an offense that's going to score a lot. So sure, why not take a dart throw there? Um, and then I wanted to grab some more wide receivers. So uh, Will Fuller is a guy I'm really heavy and high on this season. Um, and then Allen Robinson, I went ahead and grabbed him. He was tremendous value. It was a value pick. Kyler Murray, I continue to beat that horse uh, and beat that drum because I think that he will be a top six quarterback for fantasy purposes. And if he's not, guess what? I just go to the waiver wire and pick one up. Ronald Jones, uh, I, I'm uh, that's a personal opinion, I guess, of mine uh, that I like Ronald Jones. Marquez Valdez, Scanley, again, another dart throw, but a lot of news has come out lately suggesting he would be the wide receiver too. Wide receiver twos are very um, fantasy relevant for um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Jack Doyle was the best tight end I felt in the last, you know, up in, you know, the seventh round is when the majority of these tight ends started really falling off cliffs. And so I felt like I grabbed a very solid tight end way later and was able to stack some value there. Kalen Balazs, he is a dart throw, but I like his upside. John Brown, same thing, high upside dart throw and and duke johnson was kind of just a well he's there and he presents a little bit of value so i grabbed him and then my kicker all right thanks for the breakdown on that one a lot of great picks a lot of making the most of what you got over there big travi yeah so i told uh told you guys at the start of this i wanted to try a little crazy strategy a little well not crazy but an unpopular uh strategy in the upside down, not taking running back, at least for the first three rounds, and I did so. So Odell Beckham Jr. to start, I believe, obviously, Baker Mayfield is a quarterback upgrade for OBJ. The offense should be really good behind not only Freddie Kitchens, who's aggressive, but Ted Munkin, who comes from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who's super aggressive. Uh, so really felt good about that. Travis Kelsey, 
uh, is in a class really above the other two uh, tight ends, in my opinion, just based on the way his quarterback play is, that offense should be. And depending on what happens with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey could be uh, super elite at that position. Uh, Andrew Luck was my third round pick uh, to try and tie up this three elites. I really like all three of these guys bet to be the top at their position. And so that's why I took them. And then it was time to start stacking the skill position players and trying to cover my risk that comes with drafting those three at the top. And so David Montgomery was my fourth round pick. I really think he's set up for a lot of volume in that Chicago offense. Um, I really think that Matt Nagy drafted his guy or his Kareem Hunt by drafting David Montgomery, and he's come out and said it a lot. And so I think Nagy wants to get him heavily involved. Tevin Coleman was my next running back. I really think that he's got a good shot because of his experience with Kyle Shanahan to be the lead back in San Francisco. We have Alshon Jeffrey as my second wide receiver. I love what Philly's uh, poised to do here on offense. They should have a nice bounce back year with Carson Wentz fully healthy. And then it was just a stab at some older journeyman running backs here to try and get some more running back depth and Peyton Barber in the seventh, who could be the goal line back for Tampa um, and their offense could be improved. Uh, with uh, Bruce Arians there, Adrian Peterson, who seems to never die or never get old. Um, and then Curtis Samuel hey, was my ninth. dad may never die. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Curtis Samuel is my ninth round pick. I think he's got a good shot to be the number one wide receiver in Carolina. Uh, now, every year that hasn't been as profitable as other years. Uh, but with North Turner, it seems like things are really tr- starting to turn around, at least for Cam there. Uh, Mike Davis. Uh, to kind of lock up that Chicago goal line back in the 10th. Marquise Brown and Dante Moncrief on the 11 and 12 turn. Uh, Just some more wide receiver stashes there. Uh, Marquise Brown could be the number one for Baltimore. Not a very high volume, but could be very exciting. Uh, We know he's a playmaker. And then Dante Moncrief for some touchdown upside. Damian Harris and Naheem Hines in the 13th and 14th. Just more running back depth, trying to get something in these later rounds that could end up being something for my roster, obviously passed on defense. We'll pick one up before the first week. And then Giorgio Tavecchio at kicker. Those there. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead now on the upside <clears throat> and the going position-by-position position comparison to Johnny and Travis's pick. So top of your roster is going to be quarterback. Johnny has Kyler Murray. Travis has Andrew Luck. Way higher floor for Andrew Luck. Kyler Murray, but ceilings because of that running ability of Kyler Murray, because of that big arm, the ceilings close. Andrew Luck can always break 4,000 yards, can always break 40 touchdowns. This can happen over there. His wide receiving is a little bit suspect. He is still the phenom that we know Andrew Luck to be, Um, but I, I have to put Kyler Murray's upside near where Andrew Luck's could be because of the type of player kyler murray is but much higher floor for andrew luck you could be dropping kyler murray um off of your drafted players list but that's where i think those two are there running backs then we'll go with the two main ones johnny's starting two running backs are going to be ezekiel elliott and rashad penny rashad penny probably you're loving if it's daryl henderson really for todd Gurley, but probably rashad penny over there ezekiel to um, going up against Big Travis and David Montgomery, Tevin Coleman, maybe filling in Peyton with one of those ones, um, not including those dart throws for the under ones there. Um, so we, Travis went with a no running back strategy on this one, the upside down. So his upside is obviously not as high as somebody selected a running back second off the board in Ezekiel Elliott. Um, 
also Rashad Penny, it, it Rashad Penny is one of those ones you could drop him. I know Johnny, you did drop him last year off your team, but it's a new season this year coming up. <clears throat> um, I think that Rashad Penny going up against Tevin. Cole, I mean, I take in your, in your number two spot, Travis, I like where your number two running back is going against Johnny's more, but Ezekiel Elliott yeah, carries yeah, such, cool. so much with him. You got to give him there wide receivers. We got three of them. Um, Johnny's three receivers can be AJ green, Keenan Allen, and either Will Fuller or Allen Robinson. Big Travis is Odell Beckham, Alshon Jeffrey, and Curtis Samuel, or Marquise Brown or Dante Moncrief. While Odell is clearly the number one over here with the highest upside, you can't sleep on AJ Green and Keenan Allen. And it just is a really interesting thing to look at the value that you can expect to find in some of your drafts out here. Um, are you taking Odell over AJ or Keenan? Of course you are. But you had what? 12 15 picks or something go then between Odell and, and AJ Green over there. And AJ Green is no slouch. Um, because of those ones, Alshon Jeffrey, love the upside there. The floor was kind of nervous. Curtis Samuel, same story there. Um, I got to give the upside goes to Travis on this one because of Alshon Jeffrey, what he could do. That could, I mean, Carson Wentz playing at an MVP, <clears throat> Alshon linked up like one of the best two one two combos we saw in the league big possession style receiver a lot of touchdowns for alshon um but the floor goes to johnny for sure keenan allen aj green will floor robinson he's not as high on the ceiling but really good job on those receivers they're done um tight ends johnny doesn't have one what? and jack, Travis has jack the best doyle the game. oh excuse me <laughs> <laughs> might not week two but um at least starting where he is right now jack doyle we know what he's doing johnny's taking him in the 11th round um and this is a guy who andrew luck has loved going back to his college days in stanford and his uh, uh earlier days there over in indianapolis so jack doyle could work out um but travis kelsey's the man so travis has the floor and the ceiling on that one um we're looking then at kickers is uh these are kai forbath i really like oh excuse me that was the computer Brett who took Mayer. him Brett Mayer, Brett, I don't know his last name, Mayer, um, and Giorgio Tavecchio. I'm just going to call it a push on these ones. Um, I like, I mean, I actually, I like the, I like Travis's kicker. A little. I think that the Atlanta <laughs> kicker Falcons, points, baby. We, I mean, we know what Matt Ryan can do. He's going to be airing that ball out a lot more than the more conservative, drum it down the field style that Dak Prescott and the Cowboys utilize. So I like the kicker over there, uh, but not a major swing piece there. And then, um, did either of you guys take a defense? We both passed on. Yeah, both okay. passed on defenses. Um, so we're stacking all these things up as it goes. Pretty close when you stack all those ones there, but I got to give the nod on this one too. Good job, Johnny. Johnny gets Thank the you. nod on this mock draft because of Ezekiel. He gets a nod because he has the strong running back leading the show in Ezekiel Elliott. He can really pack a punch. Ezekiel Elliott can cover the slack for even if your second running back doesn't do a great job. And then he did a great job with his wide receivers. A.J. Green, Keenan Allen, and Will Fuller, Allen Robinson. Potentially, all of those guys could be wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver twos on those ones, as Odell is great. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, I really love that six-round pick for Alshon, but just when you put them all together there. Um, this time, good job, Johnny. But I want to know what the what the Whisper Nation thinks. That's right. Whisper Nation, weigh in with us. Hit those comments below. Let us know. Slide into the DMs. Let us know who you think won and what mock draft you guys want to see next. 
Um, if you guys want more content, please head over to the fantasywhispers.com. Everything, every social media uh, outlet we are on is right there on the fantasywhispers.com. So you can check that out. Just Google it. Yeah. Just Google, Google it. it. You'll find us eventually somewhere in the in the web web. The dark web, maybe? No, just kidding. Don't go to the no. dark web. Uh <laughs> So as always, I'm Big Travi. That's Johnny Game Time Hicks, and this is Austin Sear. And we are out. Peace. Love Peace. you. Love you so, so much. much. So <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.